Hello and welcome to MindQuest. I am your host, Miguel Morales, and this is Mission Control Center. Hello and welcome one more week to Mission Control Center, your one-stop shop for IT careers and recruitment advice. Some time ago, we interviewed Olen Drugalia, who had recently gone from being a stay-at-home mom to landing her first job as a software developer. She's now a junior software engineer at Novatech Consulting, and she's back on the show to tell us what the first two months of the job have been like. So key learnings, surprises, and what other devs should take into account when starting a new job. You will find the full interview at mindquest.io slash blog alongside with our newly published resources for IT pros, like a list of 10 of the best SAP experts in Germany to follow online. But with a further delay, let's welcome Elena back. Hi, Elena. Welcome back. Congrats on the new life. What projects have you been working on so far? I, I'm not actually working right now on any real projects. I mean, like for the clients, because I'm still in the... Uh, in the learning phase, they have a, a department which is called Talent Hub. So every new employee who is employed in the software engineer department uh, first starts at the Talent Hub. We spend a lot of time learning a lot because the project we will be involved later require a lot of additional skills and languages and frameworks. So they want to be sure that we know all these uh, things in advance. What's a talent hub like? There's a lot of developers, like juniors or trainees or students in this hub, and we work together. We pretty much do the same program. We learn backend. This is uh, Java, Kotlin, and some frameworks. Then we learn testing, we also learn front-end and some frameworks for front-end. And then at the, at the end, we are given a project, which we do by ourselves. Then we present the project and show everything we have learned so far. Usually, it will not take more than six months, but it really depends on the speed because everyone is learning in their own speed. And my company, they aim us not to to speed up, but that we understand the concept deeply. So we can use as much time as it needed to learn the concepts so they don't rush us. Pretty cool, isn't it? Sounds like a great way to get started. I really love this uh, idea which they have at Novatech with the Talent Hub. And that's why I was so happy they took me. And that was something I was looking for because I don't have many experience and they give us the possibility to learn and to cooperate with other developers and see actually how the process of development is looking. We participate in all the company's meetings and we participate in sprints and refinements and daily stand-ups of the teams. So from the first day, we can actually see what the other developers are doing, how they manage the development process. We are not taking part in it yet, but we are already aware of how projects look in, from inside and how people are cooperating on it. 
And this is very valuable experience. What are you finding to be the most challenging part of this learning process? The most challenging for me probably is how to work on a project with a team. And because earlier I was doing everything by myself. So if I, for example, if I decided I will do the project or I have some project I want to do for somebody, it was just me who was doing all the thinking, projecting, wireframing and coding. And now it is a bit different situation when you have other developers in your team and the planning of the project takes more time than the coding part itself because it needs to be divided into small parts and everyone in your team needs to understand what what is their task, what they're going to do. And I bet you learned many things as a result. I learned how to... For example, create the user story, how to create a ticket, how to cooperate with other developers using GitLab and all these things, which I would never learn by, by being a freelancer, for example. You mentioned your learning back end. And I know because of our previous conversation that your training was primarily in front end tech. How is going full stack like? I was lucky and handled the backend pretty good because I had some background with C-sharp before. So um, Java was not that difficult for me. But still, it took me probably a month to dive deeper and to repeat all the basics of Java and learn new stuff. Then it became easier when I started with Kotlin and the frameworks so the most challenging part was Java itself. How was the experience of going through the onboarding process? Was there something in particular that positively surprised you? I was really surprised that the onboarding was organized very good. Everything was on time and there were so many people who presented their branch at Novatech and every person who was telling about their branch, they were telling with so big enthusiasm and they were happy to tell about what they're doing, how they're handling things, and they're happy to see us at the company. So that was a, a lot of uh, inspiration and surprise for me. What advice would you give to others who are just starting the first job as a software developer? Don't be afraid to ask questions. Everything you want to know, everything you are not sure about, just ask. And there's a lot of people who will help you and who will guide you or mentor you. So they all want you to succeed because this is the aim of the cooperation. Everyone helps each other and they work on a joint project. And what about work-life balance? Starting a new job can be stressful. How are you doing with it all? Are you working from home or at the office? So work-life balance is pretty much um, scheduled and good right now. We're still working from home remotely. But we can go to the office if we feel like we want some uh, changes or socializing with colleagues there. I do like work from home, so I don't have to spend so much time for the uh, traffic to go to the office and come back. And yeah, it's all good. You were blogging quite a lot before starting the new job. How is blogging, given how busy you must be? Are your new experiences prompting you to write about new topics? Yes, it's difficult now with the content. I know there's a lot of uh, people on Twitter who manage the work and content and probably family and everything. But it was a difficult two months for me 
because of the new job and I wanted to know everything. I wanted to to learn a lot. So I pretty much didn't have time for a content creation anymore. My blog uh, is continues to be the same as it was before, but I'm still having a few ideas I can continue with. At Novatech, we also have uh, a possibility to write blogs. So probably I will think about that as well. Yeah, but still, it, it requires time to think about. I wanted to continue and to go back to it, probably um, with some backend stuff, because the backend and Java and Kotlin, it still has a lot of topics which can be written about. So probably I take up my force and write some blog posts in the near future. I'm sure you will. We really look forward to reading your new stuff. Thank you, Elena, and best of luck with the new job. Speak to you soon. And now, this is what happened in technology this week. The widespread use of software-as-a-service business applications like Microsoft 365 and Google Workspace is helping companies speed up processes and face the challenges of a hybrid work environment. Yet dangerous misconceptions regarding data security remain. A study by Kaseya has revealed that 60% of IT professionals believe the providers of SaaS applications are solely responsible for protecting and backing up application data. However, in reality, it is the customer who is responsible for ensuring business continuity and data recovery in case of an attack or an admin error. IT professionals see the bolstering of security as a key priority along with automation and the boosting of process agility. But clearly, some clarifications are needed. And moving on to other news. The inventor of the World Wide Web, Tim Berners-Lee, has sold a non-fungible token of the web's original source code for $5.2 million dollars. But that's not what got the internet's attention. A security researcher spotted an error in the code displayed in the video used to promote the NFT's auction. This sparked a big public reaction and got some people wondering if the piece would be worth more now that it was flawed, the same way a misprinted stamp can be worth more because of its uniqueness. However, the error seems to only be present in the promotional video, as whoever made it accidentally converted the original text to HTML. The profits of the sale will go to charity. And finally, the World Health Organization has released its first ever global report on the use of artificial intelligence in the healthcare sector. While acknowledging the potential of AI solutions for disease screening, research, and patient care, the WHO warns of issues related to bias, the exclusion of certain social groups, and data privacy. To help steer the global health community towards responsible AI adoption, the WHO proposes six principles to guide future AI regulation in the industry. These include ensuring transparency, sustainability, and the promotion of patient autonomy, as well as establishing responsibility and governance. And that's all for this week. Make sure to follow us on social media. We're on LinkedIn at MindQuest Talent and on Twitter at MindQuesting. Thank you for listening and until next time. Thank <laughs> you.